0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Matt Report, I'm your host Matt and I've interviewed folks who make a living using WordPress. Check me out mattreport.com today I am joined by the wonderful Amber Weinberg, Amber, how are you?
1: I'm good, how are you Matt?
0: Very, very good. So freelance developer, correct? Correct. Nice. So take us down that that journey, introduce us to who you are, what you do uh, with WordPress and your business.
1: Sure. Um, I have been developing for about 15 years. I started when I was 12. Um, I used to make Sailor Moon websites um, in middle school instead of paying attention in class. Um, I actually used to get grounded by my parents because I stayed on the computer way too long. (laughs) And I told my mom that she needed to lighten up because one day I would make a lot of money doing this. (laughs)
0: Nice. (laughs) Very nice.
1: So I went to school for design, but I found out that I did not enjoy design at all. So I went back into development and worked for a few agencies um, and went freelance a few years afterwards and started WordPress shortly after I went freelance.
0: Nice. Nice. Did you have uh, an aha moment? Uh, when, you, when you first used WordPress and you knew that was the way to go? Did you just kind of work into it and say, this is the framework I want to I continue with?
1: Um, I wouldn't say an aha uh-huh moment, but pretty much as soon as I started working with it, I, just, I realized how easy it was to work with um, versus you know, most things now that I have to deal with um, take so much time to sit down and really learn. Um, WordPress was just I could kind of Google what I wanted to do, and there were a hundred tutorials on how to do whatever it was.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, do you remember your first WordPress project uh, or client?
1: I do not. <laughs> <laughs> so many I couldn't yeah. tell you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, when you first started out, did you, uh, you know, did you did you come up like so many others where you were kind of doing the the whole ball of wax, doing design and development? Or did you stick strictly with just development right out of the gate? Um, you know, I noticed on the on your website that you only do development, and then you kind of out uh, outsource the design. Um, but in the beginning stages, did you kind of just do whatever anybody wanted, or did you stick with development?
1: Yeah, when I first started freelance, I pretty much did everything. I did design, SEO, um, and anim- flash animations, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, even and that's when I first started getting into WordPress. I I believe I did a couple sites where I had to design for it, but it was still mostly um, blog stuff only. So it, it was pretty simple at that point.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, so give us a, uh, when going into your business and, and freelancing and running a business, can you give us a rundown of your daily routine for those uh, that are trying to get a time management uh, set up or just get a, get down a routine?
1: Um, do not do what I do for time management. Okay. I don't like waking up in the mornings. Um, I tend to get up anywhere from eight in the morning till eleven in the morning. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: Basically, I go straight to my computer in my pajamas and go through all my emails, um, and then I kind of lay a roadmap for the day. So a lot of times during the morning, I'll work on one project, um take a two hour lunch break, and then during the evening work on another project. Okay. Yeah, so I try to keep them split because it makes me a little bit more um, productive.
0: Yep. Yep. Do you balance, uh, do you have a, a limit or a cap to how many projects you take at once or um, do you just kind of schedule them out into a pipeline?
1: Yeah, I, I tried taking one client at a time this year and found I didn't like it. It was actually um, messing up my finances because certain projects would take so long to finish and then I'd have nothing else coming in. Um mm-hmm. So I actually just recently in the past two weeks went back to my old way of just kind of scheduling them in as I go. I take, you know, a couple projects a week and then just hold them off till next week if more come in.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how does that, how is it working for you? I noticed on the site that you do, uh, that you say you just work with freelance agency or, excuse me, agencies um, or other developers or designers. Right. Um, you don't go to the end user that might be a mom and pop shop or a big brand store or something like that. You're dealing with the folks that already kind of know this stuff, or at least we hope they already know this stuff. Uh, was that the strategy going into it, saying, I don't want to take on this end user client because uh, they don't understand this stuff? How did you fall into that?
1: Uh, well, at first, um, I kind of took on everybody who would give me some money. <laughs> Um, but I quickly started realizing that there were certain um, clients I liked working with, and it was always um, agencies or other freelancers because they knew what I did. I didn't have to explain myself, I didn't have to compete on price because they could see from you know the beginning, oh, this is why she charges this much because she does you know such and such. Um, so I wasn't really big into educating the client. Um, i don't I admit I don't have the best of patience. <laughs> Every <laughs> once in a while, if it's a cool project, I will take on, you know, a normal client. But I try to stick mainly with just agencies and freelancers. All
0: right. Do you remember that uh, that one pain story that that you ran into with an end user, I'll call it end user client, that said, you know what, I definitely want to stick, stay away from these people? <laughs>
1: uh, I've had several. Yep. Um, I had a client who... I coded her website exactly. She gave me her little um, slideshow PDF of her designs and I coded it exactly and made it look exactly like it and she called me crying and screaming and saying that I was trying to steal her money. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in the middle of a Chinese restaurant trying to dinner with my husband. <laughs> so I was just like I can't I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> crazy yeah
0: yeah that's that's tough I mean I'm surprised they even they could even tell the difference you know it wasn't like it was a design project where they said well this color blue is kind of off I mean this now we're in development it should just be as it is uh so how they could be unhappy I guess uh-huh. it wouldn't une- I, it's not unexpected <laughs> but uh we we know how that goes
1: Most of the time, I found that clients that kind of freak out like that um, normally have something else going on in their life. Um, So what happened, I don't remember what happened, but there were one or two things off on the development side that weren't working the way she wanted to. It's minor things, um, but I think something else was going on in their personal life. So that just kind of compounded and... um, (laughs) I was the end point of that rage.
0: <laughs> as we as we tend to be. Um, you know, it's, it's one of these fields where it's that point and click kind of thing. And they they just think that it, it just happens with a few clicks of a button. And, and they don't understand the time that we've put in over the years uh, with either school or just experience. And, you know, when it comes down to actually putting the product out, you know, they think that we're just sitting behind a computer for a couple hours and just pumping it out. And here it is. Uh, exactly. So they don't understand that craft. Um, so my next question is, how do you deal with the $500 client? Uh, it's kind of the $500 club uh, that I'm kind of dubbing as I go along and, and interview folks. Now, I already know you have the, bar- the minimum barrier, which is 1500 and you're only dealing with specific clients. Uh, but I guess, you know, moving up, was it stories like this that got you away from the $500 mark? Was it just a financial thing? How did you kind of progress through that?
1: Um, I started out even lower than five hundred dollars. I hate to say. Okay. Because um, I had no clients, um, I quit my job last, literally last minute, um, for some medical reasons. Um, I basically was halfway um, to work, and I was like, I can't deal with work and being sick right now. So I got to work, quit, and went back home. <laughs> so I didn't even have a website of. Um, so I charged very, very little at the beginning, um, but I quickly started noticing that um, the, the projects that were a little bit larger, um, often the clients were better. And I also just started getting so much work and I kept reading all these articles that kept saying, you know, the more you charge, the the more clients and the better clients you get. So I was like, well, I'll just um, try it for a week. And I literally had weeks where I would charge three or four different prices to different clients, just kind of you know, picking and choosing at random. Um, and I quickly realized that it's true. The more you charge, um, the more serious they'll take you, and the better clients you'll get.
0: Yeah, no, it's so true, and it's funny. Whenever I hear that, I, I think of the uh, Gary Vaynerchuk story. I don't know if you're familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, where he says, when he started out VaynerMedia, uh, before it was VaynerMedia, <clears throat> he would go up to one person and say $5,000, and they would say, uh, yeah, no problem. They would go to the next guy and say, "Okay, fifteen thousand dollars," and he would say, "Yeah, no problem." Uh, then he would get to the next guy, twenty thousand. Yeah, no problem. Then he got all the way up to like forty thousand or fifty thousand dollars, and the guy told him to go screw himself. And he says, "Okay, no, no, we'll go back down to we'll go to thirty thousand, you know, where it's more comfortable <laughs> for you." Um, so that it's funny, and, and that really is the only way that you have to just keep keep going up that that rung until you can finally, you know, get comfortable and get to a good level.
1: Well, there's actually um, a way that can backfire which I've noticed this year, Um, basically when I moved to London, I upped my prices again to a um, $2,000 limit and I found that I was was still getting a lot of work, but they were much larger projects and much larger clients and the payments between those started becoming from a week to two weeks to months. Mm. Um, So that actually started hurting um, as rent is very, very high here.
0: Yeah. So, So, was that because it was just the nature of that company? Because it was just like a lot of red tape for them to pay you. They have to give it to the finance department, which has to approve it. Was it just different because of their payment structures, or was it because what was it? What do you think the reason was that they broke up the payments like that?
1: um, It was actually the size of the project itself.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I went
1: from you know I used to do sites. um, I'd start them on Monday and have them to the client for review on Friday. So the actual nature of the projects I was getting vastly changed when I upped my prices, and um, I just I realized um, I started getting a little bored as well, and I just I didn't enjoy it. And I think my favorite price point was when I started at the fifteen hundred, because um, I had kind of the medium-sized agencies, and I got kind of nice, quick projects that were you know beautifully designed, but they came in and out. A lot more. Hmm.
0: And moving to London, <clears throat> you're still working with the same clients. You're still looking for agencies and other firms uh, to work with. Right, right. Um, what's your process like? You like you said, you could probably turn around something in a week to, to maybe two weeks, something like that. Do you do? You, what are your requirements that that folks have to give you before you begin your work? PSDs, HTML, stuff like that, or do you handle all that?
1: Um, basically, all they have to give me is. Their deposit is the number one thing Um, before I'll start any work. It's always a 50% deposit. Um, And then their PSDs. I will, you know, take out the graphics and optimize the images and do all of the HTML as I'm integrating WordPress. Um, Some people prefer a two-step, you know, where they write the HTML and the CSS and then they integrate WordPress, but I found it's a lot faster doing it together.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: So, um... I try to make it as like a nice little conveyor belt for the clients. They just give me their, you know, their assets and I give them a website, they review it and then I give it back to them.
0: Very nice. Did you, uh, was there a, a big cultural, well probably a big cultural difference moving from the States to, to the, to the, to uh, London?
1: It's very, very different. <laughs> yeah. I actually wrote a blog post on my, one of my old design sites on, um, how how to be English if you're American? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't celebrate the Fourth of July. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it yeah, but it there's some crazy differences. Like you would think they would be pretty much the same. You know the countries are so similar, but there's so many differences. Yeah, um, just the language. You feel like you're speaking another language sometimes. <laughs> really wow. Yeah, especially some of my friends, you can't understand what they're
0: saying.
1: <laughs> um. And just the culture itself is very different.
0: Is so. doing is doing business different, or is that kind of the same? Like, do uh, they expect the fifty percent deposit, contracts, milestones?
1: I've noticed business is quite different because they expect you to work on site more. Ah. I'm Told that over here, there's two. There's freelancers and there's contractors, um, and a lot of agencies don't know the differences here. Those contractors are normally those who will, you know, work for you for thirty days on site, um, and it's not something I do. So it's kind of hard to get them to understand that. Hmm,
0: that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, can you share what really works for your business now? Is it uh, the connection to the agencies? What have you really found as your as your mojo for your for your current business?
1: Um, I'd have to say Twitter probably right now. Yeah, I met so many people and you know they'll get too much work in and so they'll need someone to refer work to um just meeting people um when you're tweeting and you're tweeting useful things you're always kind of at the forefront of people's minds and when i moved over here you know i'd only been over here once for a week my entire life um when i came over here and i had so many friends already Hmm. you know you have all those twitter friends and they're like hey let's meet for coffee and I've gotten so uh, so much work from that.
0: Nice. Yeah, I, I find uh, for myself, Twitter, number one social network. I'm trying to leverage LinkedIn a little bit more. Um, I do find it a little bit as probably as noisy, if not noisier than Facebook, which was interesting because um, there's still like a lot of just okay. marketers and ads and, and spam on LinkedIn, uh, much more than I thought there was going to be. Yeah, uh, But I would say Twitter, reaching out, making those connections. I just did an interview with uh, Tom McFarlane, another WordPress developer, and he said the same thing. He was just making connections online. Uh, but then he found it important that you make those real-life connections and do the real-life networking. Were you able to do that? Well, like you said, you had a lot of Twitter friends, but what about for business? Um, when you moved over to London, was it easy for you to start networking, or do you not even do that
1: uh, um, out there? I don't really do that. Um, where I mean, I came from Nashville, and the biggest thing we have in Nashville is um, Bar Camp, which is one of the largest bar camps in the world, I think. Yep. That we host. Um, but I'm not a big face-to-face kind of um, networker. Um, I kind of the reason why I quit my job was because I um, kind of had a major bout with um, anxiety. So you know, it was kind of like a Kind of a shy person. It doesn't sound like it because I talk a lot, but I'm a shy person when it comes to new people. Yep. Um, but I have been going to a lot more conferences. Nice. My biggest issue, though, is just standing in the corner waiting for people to come talk to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that shouldn't be an issue. Just put a big "I'm approachable" sign on you and <laughs> just sit there. Um, are there a lot of WordPress meetups out there uh, in the UK?
1: Um, I honestly have not been to any. Okay. I know there's WordCamp, um, but I tend to kind of generally go to just the the more general conferences. Um, I've been asked to speak at a few, so I've been doing some speaking. Um, But yeah, I haven't really seen any conferences for WordPress, but I know they're out there.
0: Nice. uh, You know, you don't have to answer this, but what was the the prompting to move from Nashville to the UK?
1: Um, I'm an Angliophile. Ah, so I'm in love with everything English. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Big history buff. So nice. I um, had been doing a lot of studying on the side and I kind of just wanted to experience it firsthand.
0: It's awesome. So yeah. it's, it's chasing your dream and you know and you're happy uh, doing that. That's great. Tom, uh, again, referring back to Tom McFarland, my previous interview, he said it was all about balancing being happy with what he's doing, where mm-hmm. he's at. Uh, you know, and, and freelancing in WordPress and working for other virtual agencies, you know, allows him to do that. So that's great. Um, still sticking on the, the freelance and business side of things. Do you have any particular weaknesses that you can identify um, but that you offset because of, Word, because of what WordPress allows you to do or because of the WordPress community or something else that you leverage? Um,
1: hmm. I think I'm getting old. <laughs> so I'm not, um, you know, back when you know when you're a younger developer and you have more time, it's easier for you to grasp newer things. And I do tend to spend a lot of my time in WordPress, so I don't. Um, I'm pretty bad at, at getting with new things. Like I've been very anti preprocessor. Mm. Uh, not that I want to get into that here because it's to start a big fight. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just I'm very like I'm not into all the frameworks that a lot of people use and stuff like that. I prefer kind of um, a low key approach to development. You know, the less abstraction and layers, the better. Yep. Um. So I would say that sometimes that works against me. Mm -hmm. um, And that's probably my one bad weakness in development (laughs) is just you know not spending the time I should be with some of the newer stuff.
0: Nice. So you're not doing anything like with less or with SAS or anything like that. Just kind of just <laughs> staying straight CSS. It's already complicated enough.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I actually installed um, the end of last week. I installed code kit mm-hmm. and it was such a hassle. I'm kind of one of those people where if I don't get it right away, I'm not going to waste my time on it. You know, I'm, I'm too busy to sit there for three hours and figure out why code kit kept given the errors <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was only because a client site was already coded i was helping out with some bugs and they already had it coded in SAS. nice that's the only reason i downloaded it <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow already find, finding clients that have it in SAS. that's interesting um <laughs> all right so let's talk a little bit about wordpress now so, what do you think? What is it about WordPress that enables you to make a living using it? Is it the Is it the install base? Is it the community? Is it the documentation? Like you said before, uh, what do you think really allows you to make a living using WordPress?
1: I think I I have to give a shout out to the actual developers of WordPress because I just think it's their um, fantastic products. Um, it's so easy to manipulate. It's Um, The problem with most CMSs is is that it's either easy to develop for, but hard for the um, admin or the user to use, or vice versa. And I think WordPress is the first one where it's both. It's so easy for my clients, um, even a lot of my, um, you know, agency clients and tech clients, you know, may not be super tech savvy. They may be more designers or PR people, um, and even they get... WordPress and they can kind of look at it right away and figure out what's going on. Um, and it's, the community is fantastic. You can Google for anything in the world. I've yet to not be able to find an article for something I wanted to do.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. You know, just kind of watching the 3.5 release kind of uh, conspire over the, over the last few days and uh, seeing uh Nason, you know, tweet about the long you know, endless days of, of you know, and, and weekends and constant, uh, you know, head banging to try to get this thing going or get 3.5 out the door. It's just amazing because it's it's that open source mentality. It's that free software, which lends to the good and the bad. I mean, that's kind of that. I always harken back to the $500 client or, or the, the folks who are making the $500 website because it's this such a low barrier to entry. It's just like point, click, install WordPress. throw in like 50 different plugins to do you know one thing and then people don't update it anymore and it just you know falls to pieces because it's been you know attacked (laughs) by code and stuff or you know (laughs) malicious code and things like that um that's the bad side the good side is is this is free awesome software that that these folks are really working hard to produce um that we get to leverage to build a career out of so definitely shout outs to the folks who who really build this stuff um all that said What's your one gripe about WordPress, uh, and how do you think it can improve?
1: Hmm. Well, uh, my one gripe that I had was actually finally solved. I used to hate um, all e-commerce plugins, <laughs> um, but I've actually kind of recently fallen in love with WooCommerce. Nice. Um. Oh my gosh. Um. Oh, you can see my. My husband, he's in the background. He's a developer as well. Hello. Um, oh, my gosh. I cannot think of one right okay.
0: now. Okay. <laughs> no, maybe that, but that's a good one. The, the, the e-commerce stuff, I always, I always hear that Like when I go out and I either speak at events or I go to a bunch of different marketing groups in the area that use WordPress. And a lot of them say that. And a lot of other freelancers in, my, in the area say that they can't find anything or uh, they couldn't find WordPress doing e-commerce well. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'd always say, well, it's not WordPress's job to do e-commerce. I mean, that's why they have the plugins, and that's why you can build on top of it and things like that. Uh, but WooCommerce is definitely one that I prefer. Um, I think it's a great, a great plug-in, and they have a ton of extensions.
1: Yes, uh, it's, it's great. It's the, I think the reason why I hated it at first was because the documentation is absolutely horrendous. I mean, it, it it's so terrible. You cannot figure out how to do anything, but once you finally start to kind of figure it out and if you talk um, bad enough about them on Twitter, they'll actually respond. And help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A little inside tactic for those that are listening.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but once you start figuring it out and really getting into the core of it, it's actually very nice.
0: Yeah, I agree. Definitely agree. So folks who are starting out... Um, With WordPress, either development or design, where should they look to start improving their WordPress skills right off the bat?
1: Ooh, um, there is a really good book, um, the book by Chris Coyer, um, Digging into WordPress is what it's called. That's fantastic for beginners. Um, But the biggest thing that I can say that has always worked for me is just to download WordPress, install it and try to do something with it. Mm-hmm. You know, start off easy, you know, try to integrate a basic theme and um, and use Google and the codex.
0: Nice. Yeah, my, my first interview, Jesse Friedman uh, wrote the book, uh, WordPress, uh, the Web Developer's Guide for WordPress, and he said the same thing. Just jump in, install it, local, local host install, and just start hacking away, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, and just start trying things out and and posting questions to the community and and things like that.
1: Yeah, there's um, not been a lot of books for WordPress. I've noticed it's kind of an open market. Um, I'm doing one myself. Nice. Yeah, but it's more of an advanced book. But I find that um, there's still kind of an open market for, for the printed WordPress book, but there's so much stuff online.
0: Nice. Um. Anything else you want to say about that, or is that still kind of under under the radar right now? Is this breaking uh, news? This is awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's not a secret. I've, I've been tweeting about it, okay. um, but I'm hoping to get it out before the end of next year. Nice. So um, Now with WordPress 3.5 coming out, though, I'll have to go and look through and see if I have to revise anything, but it's basically functionality and using WordPress as a CMS Wow. So it's nothing about blogging or any blogging functions or anything.
0: Very cool, very cool. Um, can you talk a little bit about your experience with the WordPress community? And I kind of bring this up, thinking of when I was starting out in Word cam- or going to Word Camps, and I would see, uh, which I kind of call like thinking back to high school, where the cool kids sat in one corner and everyone else sat over here, and everyone was kind of afraid to talk to each other. I mean, do you have any experiences with? You know, seeing like the folks from Automatic or Code Poets being like, oh, those guys are unapproachable or those gals are unapproachable. Um, anything about the WordPress community that you like or dislike that could be um, fixed?
1: I have honestly never met anybody from Automatic. Um, I've been, I've only been to one WordCamp. And to be honest, um, I'm not very big at conferences. They, yep. I get kind of bored. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a very, I can't focus very well. <laughs> but, um, I think the community is pretty nice, although there there have been, you know, some blips, you know, when you had, um, oh my gosh, who was that, fighting with um, Matt. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, not Pearson? the Matt, but the... His
0: last name was Pearson, I think.
1: <sighs> it was the guy who did that big framework that yeah. I hated.
0: Chris Pearson, I think, for a thesis.
1: Yes, thesis. Yep. I absolutely hated thesis.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I hate any framework like that that changes the way um, that WordPress, like, the core functionality and the way that you develop for it yep. uh, is a big pain. But yep. um, that was kind of, that was a sad day for WordPress, I think. Yeah. Um, that got kind of out of hand.
0: Yeah.
1: But other than that, that's the only time I've really seen any drama. Um, so I follow Matt on Twitter and I've... He's answered me sometime a few times. Nice. That's quite nice. Um, yeah. But, you know, they're developers like everybody else. You yeah. know, they just happen to have the most awesome CMS ever. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Very good. Um, let's jump into, I do a uh, curveball question before the lightning round. <laughs> you are not uh, obligated to answer. Okay. Um, But um, any insights uh, or uh, reasoning for selling the uh, code code snippet platform that you had?
1: Oh, yes. Um, That site was actually created with my husband. uh, It was about two years ago. We kind of wanted to do a um, project together. He's a back-end developer. um, But he got kind of (laughs) bored. With working on it, because he works a regular full-time job, so he hated working after work. And I went through a couple other back-end developers, and um, it just wasn't receiving the love it needed. Like, I thought it was a great platform and a great idea, but I got so busy with other side projects and work, and um, the back-end developers were always so busy, and I felt like it would be better for the users if I sold it to a developer who wanted to do something with it versus letting it sit there forever.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it's funny that you say that because that's the same, um, one of my final questions, I won't reveal it yet, uh, but Tom McFarland's answer was when you have a project that you don't, that you're not caring for anymore, like really caring, like I'm not putting enough love into it or, or I'm not giving it its attention to you know, either kill it off so that it's not pulling that attention away from you and kind of distracting you, or give it to or or in your case like sell it to someone else who's going to grow it and and, and bring it up to the next level. So that's that's amazing. Was it a sad day when it sold or were you just happy to, to move on?
1: I I was really happy to move on. Um, you know, I, I mm-hmm. hadn't worked on it in probably a year personally. And even though I wasn't spending any time with it, it it was still kind of that naggy thing in the back of my head like, "Oh, I need to do this. I need to update it." And I felt like I was really letting the users down
0: nice how just real briefly how was your experience selling
1: on flippa it was really good yeah it was really really good the transaction was easy um, I transferred everything within the day um, for the developer and he promised that he was going to do quite a lot of stuff with the site so nice. yeah nice. I'm looking forward to seeing it
0: very nice all right so let's jump into the lightning round where I'll ask you just a series of questions really quick uh, and you can give me a really quick or brief answer if possible. So uh, what is the one plugin you cannot live without?
1: All-in-one SEO.
0: Very nice. Uh, The best business or career advice you have received?
1: Mm. Charge more money. (laughs) Not charging enough.
0: Nice. Uh, The longest a client project has taken?
1: A year. Wow. <laughs> uh,
0: if you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be and why? Oh my.
1: Um, probably Perch. Huh. Uh, I haven't worked with it, but I have heard very good things and that it's very simple and easy to work with.
0: Nice. All right. And what is what's the one question I didn't ask you that I should have?
1: Who is my secretary?
0: Ah. <laughs> so who is your secretary?
1: Um. Where is my secretary? <laughs> oh, apparently he is outside. All so right.
0: Is he in the kitchen? Sure. In the
1: kitchen? Uh, if you hold on just a second, I'll sure. okay. <laughs> no. Oh, right. no problem. Okay.